Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navaradegis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. For today's commentary, I wanted to begin by going back in time to 2012, when Syriza had just become the main opposition party in Greece, and when Syriza's leader Alexis Tsipras wrote in a famous tweet that the only way for Greece to surpass its economic crisis would be for a single law with a single article to be drafted, which would immediately abolish all of the memorandum and austerity agreements. Moving forward, at several points throughout the past two years, numerous Syriza representatives have said that the loan agreements that Greece has signed with the Troika are one and the same as the memorandum agreements and must be immediately abolished for Greece to have any hope of economic and social recovery. Moving forward some more, during the recent election campaign in January, Syriza repeatedly promised that the memorandum and austerity agreements would be torn up during the very first week of a new Syriza government. Let's flash forward to the present now, where after Syriza's electoral victory, the new government just completed a harsh set of supposed negotiations with the Eurogroup, which is the committee of the Eurozone's finance ministers. And in an immediate backtrack from everything that Syriza had promised its voters, new finance minister Yanis Varoufakis eliminated any possibility of renegotiating Greece's national debt or of creating an independent tribunal to audit Greece's debt. He also eliminated any possibility of a so-called Grexit or Greek exit from the Eurozone, and instead he initially proposed to the Troika, which consists of the European Union, the European Central Bank, and the International Monetary Fund, that Greece would continue 70% of its existing austerity commitments and replace the remaining 30% with equivalent measures. Essentially, Varoufakis proposed a continuation of most austerity measures in the majority of the previous memorandum agreements. And when the list did not fly, Varoufakis caved some more, proposing to keep the current memorandum agreements in place for six more months, during which there would be continued supervision of Greece by the Troika, with a promise not to change any already existing austerity measures, with no implementation of the restoration of the minimum wage and with an agreement to honor Greece's debt commitments, including loans to the European Central Bank and to the IMF in full. Varoufakis also proposed that Greece would maintain a primary budget surplus of 1.5% of GDP at a time where Greece has once again fallen into deficit, thus requiring more cutbacks in spending in the midst of an economic crisis. And as all of these festivities were taking place, the new so-called left-wing progressive government nominated and then elected as president of the Hellenic Republic, a right-wing former minister from the conservative New Democracy Party who was notorious for protecting police officers who murdered an unarmed teenager in 2008, leading to major riots, and who is famous for his patronage hires as well. Ultimately, Varoufakis' second proposal became the basis for the final agreement with Eurogroup, an agreement which, however, provides an extension, an agreement which, however, provides an extension of the existing memorandum agreements, the so-called Master Financial Assistance Agreement, and an extension of the so-called bailout funds for four months instead of six. Why four months? Because at the end of this four-month period, Greek bond issues totaling 6.7 billion euros will mature, putting Greece once again in a very difficult position and setting the stage for these political theatrics to once again be repeated. What else does this agreement include? It includes a bit of wordplay and semantics, as the Troika is now renamed the Institutions, even though once again the very 
very same actors, the EU, the ECB, and the IMF, are involved. It involves a pledge by the Greek government to continue the privatization programs already completed or in progress, and to simply re-evaluate the new proposed privatizations which have not yet made it to the bidding process. The agreement also entails possible increases in the value-added tax, a pledge that increases to the minimum wage will have to be agreed to by the so-called institutions formerly known as the Troika, a so-called re-evaluation of spending on education, defense, transport, local governance, and social welfare, the continuation of environmentally hazardous mining activities at Skouries in northern Greece, which are also economically dubious, and a Greek pledge that no new measures that will add spending, such as rehiring fired public sector employees, will be enforced. The agreements further include a Greek government promise that it will not undertake any unilateral actions, that is, any actions without the agreement of the Troika or institutions, and the maintenance of a yet-to-be-determined primary budget surplus, while we are now hearing that the new loan agreement will be railroaded through Parliament as a so-called urgent measure with limited parliamentary debate. For many, this was viewed as heroic and as a big victory for Greece. We've kept hearing, especially in Greece, that the Greek government, for the first time in recent history, stood up to Europe, that it did not accept Europe's blackmail and bullying, that a breath of fresh air for Greece has blown. One supposedly anti-austerity newspaper claimed that the Greek victory was so great that Greece even came away with German finance minister Schäuble's underpants. That's the propaganda that's being heard in Greece right now. For most international economists and observers, However, this agreement was not viewed as anything close to a victory for Greece. It was instead viewed as a total or almost total capitulation and defeat, and as an almost complete flip-flop of Syriza's campaign promises to end austerity and to do away with the Troika. It is extremely telling that Greece's pro-memorandum and pro-austerity parties, such as New Democracy, Pasok, and Topotami, held the new agreement, calling it a positive development and a major step forward for the country. Syriza did not respond to these statements, but when Greek national hero and member of the European Parliament Manolis Glezos dared to question these agreements, apologizing on behalf of Syriza to the Greek people for the party's complete reversal of its pre-election promises, he was attacked and harshly criticized by members of his own party. Such is democracy intolerance in Greece's new and oh-so-leftist and progressive government. Equally telling are the comments made by Finance Minister Varoufakis after the agreement with the Eurogroup, stating that he will seek out close collaboration with the IMF, which holds views that he personally agrees with, rather than with Greece's creditors. This is the same IMF which has not only helped destroy the Greek economy over the past five years, but which has destroyed the economies of dozens of other countries in Eastern Europe, Latin America, Africa, and Asia through its enforcement of austerity policies, privatizations, and the wholesale destruction of the social state. Cities apologists keep telling us that the government is new, that it had no time to prepare for these negotiations, that we should give it more time to prepare for the next round of negotiations in four months or less. This is completely absurd. Syriza has had since 2012 to prepare for the moment that it would come to power. And all throughout that time, Syriza made promises which are the exact opposite to what it has agreed to with the Eurogroup. Here on the Autogos Radio, we have been warning about this for months now, that Syriza would flip-flop and go back on its word, that it had already begun to water down its supposedly radical positions and rhetoric. And in return, we have been accused of being unpatriotic, of not giving the government enough time of being fascists or in favor of the previous government and of hoping that Greece will fail. Such is the infantile level of political discourse in Greece and amongst segments of the global left. And in the meantime, we also keep hearing that Syriza is governing 
with a broad mandate and that the Greek people have expressed a clear preference for remaining in a Eurozone. What mandate are we talking about, however? Syriza won with merely 36% of the vote, while 34% of registered voters, over 1 million more people than those who voted for Syriza, simply did not vote. We hear that Syriza is enjoying support of 70-80% to in opinion surveys and that 75% of the Greek people are in favor of remaining in a Eurozone. What we don't hear, however, is that these numbers come from the same polling firms who are closely tied to the Greek state and Greek establishment and to the major media outlets in Greece, and which have suddenly become very fanatically pro-Syriza, and whose poll results in the past have proven to be extremely off the mark, such as their predictions leading up to last month's elections, that Syriza was only two or three points ahead of new democracy, or that a near majority of the Greek population still believed the new democracy leader Antonis Samaras was still the best suited individual to be Prime Minister of Greece. These are polls which are conducted on behalf of the major newspapers and media outlets of Greece, or in certain cases, on behalf of newspapers such as Avi, which is a party organ of Syriza. They are not independently conducted, and they have zero credibility whatsoever. And it is amazing that the same Syriza supporters who criticized these polls up until the elections are now constantly referring to these same polls now that their party is in power. This is the Syriza government which some in the global left were saying was an absolute duty to support prior to the elections. This is the government many supported in so-called solidarity rallies around Greece and across the world in recent weeks. This is the government of hope and change, reminiscent of Obama's hope and change in Yes We Can in 2008, the government which is supposed to give hope to Europe and the world. And this is the government which supposedly turned the page for Greece by standing up to Germany. Except that German finance minister Wolfgang Schäuble stated, after the Eurogroup agreement was reached, that the Greek government will have a very difficult time presenting this agreement to its electorate. And four months from now, the same tragedy will play out all over again with this government that is leftist and progressive in name only.